right, amen. Great prayer time. I just want to encourage the church, if you're reading through the Bible in the year, please do not get discouraged. Keep at it. As time goes on, uh, you're going to want to um, slow down a little bit. You have the longer days than others. Yeah, you don't have time to read. you got to do it. Just keep pressing on. And eventually, it will become you. It's not going to be something out of place. Oh, i got to do my Bible reading. Uh, a lot of us don't even think about brushing our teeth. We just do it, you know, you just do it. You brush your teeth, right? It becomes a habit, all those good habits we have. Bible reading has to be a, your good habit in life. I read my Bible. Did I even read my Bible today? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I remember now. You know, that, that type of mindset, not... Oh, I got to read my Bible, you know. Right now it might be like that, but after a while it won't be. You may notice also, if you're reading your Bible, uh, you should be reading your Bible, everybody should be reading their Bible. If I'm, mainly I'm trying to push everybody who's pledged to read their Bible through a certain amount of times. You may notice also uh, additional sins rising up in your life or little issues of your flesh. You say, why am I going through these things? Well, the fire of God's word is bringing the impurities out to the surface. When the fire hits uh, gold, there's what's called, or silver, uh, what hits the surface is what's called dross. It's impurities in that metal. And don't be surprised. You're like, man, why am I going through all these things? No, that's what was in you, and God is trying to get it out of you. He's trying to purify you. Uh, so when you go through more problems as you're reading, oh, I'm getting more attacked because I'm reading God's word. Uh, no, it's probably just the impurities that are in you uh, rising to the surface, and God wants to deal with it. What you need to do then is you pray on it. Lord, help me with this. I didn't know I was like this. Uh, why am I short-tempered? Uh, you always were. Uh, it's... It now is just being magnified because it's coming to the surface. You learn to hide it over the years, all right? Uh, and that type of uh, instances, whatever it is in your life, you're going to see things coming out, all right? And that's when we want to get rid of it. God, get this, get, get this out of my life. Not that you will never deal with it again, but at least you know. And when you know, then it's easier to deal with it, all right? Or your flesh is very good with covering things up. Uh, deceiving you. It's called the deception of your flesh or the deceitfulness of your lusts. Uh, the devil's very crafty at also using your flesh against you. The word of God is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Amen? And uh, when you read the word of God, you will notice uh, all hell breaking loose in your life. Uh, you will notice, though, also blessings coming forth, and you will notice a difference in your mind and in your heart uh, for sure, amen? So keep at it. Uh, all right, yeah, let's have the kids dismissed downstairs with Miss Jessie. We're going to be in Mark chapter 5. We'll be in a few places uh, tonight. Mark chapter 5. I want to touch a little bit on self-centeredness tonight, being self-centered. The Lord, uh, the Lord is not self-centered. 
Everything he does revolves around us. He did all to gain us, that we might be saved, the Bible says. It's not even an absolute. He died hoping that we would come to him, opening the door. Yet there are still people going to go to hell because they won't choose Christ. But the door's open for all, amen, for everyone. Everyone that was born since Adam and Eve, all the way up to the end. Matthew chapter, five, or sorry, Mark chapter 5, let's look in verse 41. We can go back a little bit, read this. Verse 38, and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Uh, here the damsel, the little girl, she was she's 12 years old. She had died, and he came in and said, She's not dead, she's just sleeping. Uh, death has no power over Christ, amen? Has no authority over his word. They laughed him to scorn, uh, but when he had put them all out, amen, isn't that the Lord? Gets rid of those scorners. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Atalthakumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it. I want to look at this last uh, part here. And commanded that something should be given her to eat. That always amazed me. You know, uh, he, he, he just brought this little girl back to life, and he said, give her some food. Give her some food. Uh, just that little phrase there really uh, always stuns me when I read that. Why did, did Jesus cares about our stomach, you know, that we need to eat? And the compassion he has it, it's not just the, oh, you'll live mentality. You ever hear that? Oh, you'll be all right. You'll live. My parents say that to the kids a lot, you know. They fall. Oh, you'll live. Mama need pizza. You'll live. You don't need pizza. Whatever. But here you have the Lord uh, give her something to eat. You know, our Lord is not self-centered. He's always thinking about people. And we don't need to be self-centered either. Let's, uh, let's open in prayer. Lord, I pray you bless this time. Lord, help us, oh God, to get um, sober-minded. Give us a glimpse of glory, the power of God, as we walk around in this world. Help us to see as you see. Help us to see uh, a field white unto harvest. Help us to see people 
lost and going to hell. Help us to see the multitudes and be moved with compassion. Give us eyes, Lord, in your perspective. Help us to have eyes and see, ears to hear, and hearts, Lord, turn to you. I pray you bless this hour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We don't need to be self-centered. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, uh, let this mind, verse 5, Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you. We need to have a new mindset, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, the Lord took on this mindset as an example for us to take on the mindset. Who being in the form of God, Jesus Christ, God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Our Lord is not self-centered. He thinks about others. He thinks about us. He thinks about you. Uh, he went down, came down from heaven, took upon him a form of a man, of sinful flesh, only to die for me and you. And he went the extra mile, the extent of being hungry. He went the extra mile of having no place to lay his head. He went those extra mile uh, just to be able to understand what we go through. Uh, he thirsted uh, so that he can understand how to better provide for us. When, when we're thirsty, when we're without physical needs, the Lord understands. And he understood this girl and said, listen, I know this girl's hungry. Especially 12-year-old, uh, they're always hungry. After school snacks and all that, give this girl some food. He just raised her from the dead. Now he went, he's going the extra mile and say, give her some food. Put some Hot Pockets in the microwave for her and give her some food. Get this girl some food. We need to be thinking about others. We need to have that mindset uh, of just going the extra mile and thinking about others. Self-centeredness uh, can be disguised in many ways. Uh, I can maybe invite somebody out to dinner because they might pay for the meal, you know? Uh, oh, I'm thinking about somebody. No, I'm thinking about myself, how I can get things from people. Those little skills and maneuvering of deceitfulness in our own ways, you know, trying to disguise our kindness with really deception. Uh, but we need to be thinking about others, going the extra mile to think about others instead of ourselves. Being self-centered means the world revolves around you. The world revolves around me. Everything's centered around me. Somebody's self-centered when all they talk about is their problems. Listen, the world's revolving around you. You have no thanks to God. Our world needs to revolve around Christ. Thank, Christ, thank the Lord 
that I have life. Thank the Lord. Listen, he cares for you. He, he, he brought the girl uh, up from the dead, and then he said, give her some food. He cares about you. He cares about your needs. You need to care about him. We can't be self-centered. We need to, have, uh, we need to be Christ-centered, live a Christ-centered life. Allow Christ to be the center of our life. Somebody's self-centered when your problems, your circumstances, uh, your life revolves around your circumstances. Your life revolves around your problem. Uh, your life revolves around your health. Your life revolves around your needs. Uh, some people I talk to, all they talk about is um, financial issues. The Lord knows you have need. Change your mindset. Let your life be revolved around Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In uh, space, all the planets, the Bible says that Jesus created all things, and by him all things consist. Can you hold uh, the planets in orbit? No. You can't hold anything in orbit. Uh, you can't even control the timeline of your life, your own life. You cannot even prevent. You can try to prevent. You can't even prevent where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through or steal, the Bible says. So why would we even give it thought? But Christ can. We need to let uh, our lives be revolved around the Lord Jesus Christ. You know you're self-centered when the words uh, constantly coming out of your mouth are all about you, your issues, your needs, your problems, and so forth. There ought to be a praise coming out of your mouth. There ought to be a thanks to God coming out of your mouth, out of your life. You ought to revolve your life around the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 9. Popular verse. Matthew 9 verse 36. The Lord but when he saw the multitudes, Matthew 9, 36, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. They fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. All the people fainted, were fainting, uh, just weary, weary lives, weary souls, and just scattered. Why? Because everyone just cared about their own life. But it takes somebody, the Bible says, to have compassion and makes a difference. When you get out of your own world, get centered around Christ, and the Lord will start showing you how he sees others, and you'll start making a difference. When people of God stand up and start walking with the Lord and have a heart for God, 
getting out of your own problems out of your own life and start serving God fully, uh, you'll see change. You'll see people around you change. You'll see people around you get saved. You'll see people around you. You'll see miracles happen. You'll see that little girl raised from the dead. Amen? Where all the people were in that room uh, and they heard the words of Christ, they just laughed and mocked. And Jesus said, oh, yeah, I'll show you something. Talitha Kumi, girl, damsel, arise. Amen? That little girl was, uh, that afternoon, she, she ate a full meal and was outside playing kickball. What can you say about the fruit of Christ in somebody's life? You can say all you want. You, you're, you're going through your trials, yeah, but what can you say about uh, somebody who's revolving around Christ, who's going through the same trial with a smile on her face and a joy in their heart and a, a faith that uh, nobody can understand and say, I know I'm going through it, but I know God's going to get me through it. Amen. That's the difference between a life revolving around Christ. But somebody who's self-centered, it's woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. Yeah, woe is all of us. But Jesus comes and sees the people that are saying, woe is me, and has compassion. And it takes somebody to, to start having compassion to make a difference. Jesus first had to love us. That's the only reason why we can love him. Because he first loved us. There ought to be a praise coming out of your mouth. Women, the mirror. Don't be self-centered in the mirror. The looks, the outward beauty. I'm talking about the women. I'm talking the guys today too, right? Uh, all, all of us. It's not the outward. It's not the outward. It's the priceless inward, though. The priceless inward. I, I see uh, our women, when they start walking with the Lord, there's a godliness that starts resonating from them, that's, that passes the beauty of anything on this earth. Women are most beautiful when they're walking with God. There's something about the features of a woman that are walking with God, that are getting close to the Lord. Women, you want to be beautiful, get out of the mirror, get into the Bible. And I promise you, you'll see, you'll see uh, that beauty starts from within, that God does. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting of the hair, wearing of gold, or putting on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible. It'll never fade away. What are you going to do when you're 100 years old or 90 years old, 80 years old? You'll be more beautiful than ever if you're walking with the Savior. It never fades away. Never fades away. Get into the Word of God. Revolve around Christ. Christ is the one who made you. He'll see you through it. He'll perfect your beauty. The Bible says out of Zion, uh, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Amen? God shines forth. Uh, women, God shines forth in you when you walk with the Savior. There's something special about a woman that walks with God. There's a beauty there. 
that it's unmatched on this earth. Men, there's a strength in walking with God. There's a strength in walking with God. There's a blessing in walking with God. As men, we're not able to handle everything. Some stuff we are, but sometimes we meet our match. We will eventually. God knows God will work it out. If you want to try to take on all the challenges of the world, you'll be overcome quickly. But you revolve your life around Christ, watch the Lord strengthen you. Watch the Lord work it out for you. He'll be the father, maybe that you didn't have. He'll be the father that you can't be for your family. He'll teach you to be a good, he'll be the husband. He'll be the man for you. You'll be a spitting image of your heavenly father who's stronger, more powerful, the best provider. Get close to God. God will see you through. The Bible says, let's go to Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10. Being self-centered, your life revolving around yourself, your life revolving around your own issues, your life revolving around your own circumstances. There ought to be a testimony of God. You ought to be a testimony of God. There ought to be praises coming out of your mouth. I know people who were riddled with, riddled with cancer and, and, and just going through it every day. Chemo for years and just pain and never slept. But I'll tell you what, you never even would know. They wouldn't even tell you. You'd ask how they're doing. They said, by the grace of God, I'm doing amazing. Then you would hear stories of what they go through that they would tell nobody. Say, man, how, how are they going? Because they're praising God, and God is sustaining them. God holds the universe. You, wanna, uh, your you want your life to be centered around you. You try to hold the galaxy in your hands. You can't, we can't do it. Why then our own life? Let God hold your life, and you have your life centered around him. Exodus chapter 10. I've seen this uh, little phrase here. I like the little phrases in the Bible. Verse 26, Exodus 10, 26. Our cattle also shall go with us. Moses is demanding the uh, terms to Pharaoh to leave Egypt. Pharaoh says, you know what, you can, just a few of you go. Moses said, no, we're all gone. Moses goes back to God. God says, yeah, tell him, tell him I'm going to send a locust next. So Moses says, we're going to send locusts. Then the lice, then the hail, then all the way down to the last one, right? The firstborn. Here we have uh, more terms. The locusts came, and there was darkness. Verse 26, the Bible says, 
he, uh, he, put, he puts the terms before uh, Moses. Let's read verse 25. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Verse 26. Our cattle also shall go with us. Check this one phrase. There shall not an hoof be left behind. Wow. No hoof left behind. Check that out. God cares. God cares. No hoof left behind. That's what I titled the message. No, no hoof left behind. What do you got to worry about? You're worrying about leaving. Number one, you're not taking anything with you when you leave this earth. Number two, you can't keep anything. Everything we have is not ours. If it's yours, you can keep it. Even if you own your home, you can still lose it. Is that right? Isn't that terrible? You work your whole life to pay off a house and you can still lose it. That's terrible. You might own your shoes, but they're going to wear out. What do we have? We got nothing. But make sure you have Christ. Revive your life around him. Talk about him. Stop talking about your problems. God knows your problems. What do you go through? You know, I do go through things. But thanks God, he's with me. How are you financially? You know what? I'm not doing too well financially. I hit a hard spot. But God said he'll provide, and I believe him. That's centering your life around Christ. Those who are centered around Christ will see Christ. Those who are centered around themselves will see only their problems. And they'll only hear about Christ, who provides for others, but never for them. Be centered around Christ. If you're centered around yourself, you're always going to be caught with the same old problems. You're always going to be caught with the same old issues. You're always going to be caught with the same old sin. You're always going to be caught with the same old you. But, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not an hoof be left behind. No hoof left behind. God uh, cares even about the animals. Amen? He's not going to let you be left. He's not going to leave you behind. He said, no hoof left behind. Everyone's getting out of Egypt. Everyone's leaving. The stuff and the hoofs. Amen? No hoof left behind. What are you, uh, what are you worrying about this evening? What do you overcome with? Is there a problem you face that is too big for Christ? You say, well, I know, I know he, he, he'll take care of me. Then what is it? Your life is centered around you. Get out of the mirror. Get into the word. Wake up and see the blessings of God. Wake up and see how good God is. 
Get out of your problems and see the blessing of God. Get out of your world and see how God sees. Wake up. You are not the only one on this earth. There are people around you that God has placed you in their lives for. There are people who are scattered abroad, fainting, as sheep with no shepherd. But Jesus has compassion on them. Would you wake up and see and be Christ-centered and see the need that Christ has for you to be used by him greatly in this world? Wake up and get out of your world and into God's world. Wake up and get out of your problems and into God's blessings. Wake up and get out of your pride and into God's praise and be used by God. God is good. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at one time, omnipresent. There's nothing that passes him. And I promise you, there's not going to be one hoof left behind. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for... uh, just being with us. Help us, Lord, to get out of our own world. Uh, We all got problems, Lord, but if we don't have you, we're all men most miserable. Lord, let there be a praise that comes out of our mouth. Help us not to be self-centered. Help us to be Christ-centered. Help us to be all about you. Help us to be about our Father's business. Lord, give us grace to do so. We need your grace in this last days in this time. I pray, Lord, you help everybody here. Give us grace also to read our Bibles, to pray. Give us grace to witness. Thank you for everybody here, Lord. Father, if there's anyone here that does not know the Savior, I pray that tonight they'll get saved. Anyone here, Lord, that's dealing with uh, just self-centeredness, Lord, I think we all are, Lord, one time or another, help us to get out of that and start revolving our life around Christ. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand tonight and let's pray that God will help us to be Christ-centered, our lives to be Christ-centered. Maybe you're here tonight, you do not know the Savior. Let tonight be that special night where you receive Christ. Do a thought check tonight. What consumes your thoughts? Is it all about you? All your problems, all your worries, all your care? That's being self-centered. What comes out of your mouth? Is it all about you? Is it about Christ? Allow the Lord to free you from the bondage of our flesh. Revive your life around Christ and you'll start seeing the freedom. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. For it's light and easy to bear. And you shall find rest even unto your soul. Lord, I'll be a servant of Christ. I'll serve you, Lord. I'm done serving myself. I want to serve the Lord.
Does Jesus care? Yes, he cares. He cared about the little girl. He said, give her some food. He cared about the multitude. He's seen them fainting and scattered abroad. And he even cared about all the cattle. Told Moses, tell Pharaoh, there's not going to be one hoof left behind. I want all my people, even the animals, I want them accounted for. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for uh, your word. Thank you, Lord, for this church. Pray for everybody here. Lord, that you will bless them. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen our people. Um, Lord, here and uh, strengthen us, O oh God. I pray that you would um, just bless us. Keep us from sin. Keep us on the right direction, the right path. Lord, help the women. Lord, uh, give them grace and wisdom. Help the men, Lord, give them strength. Give them song, Lord. Help our kids. Deliver them from this wicked world, oh God, by your grace. Bless the families. Lord, I pray you bless this church in a mighty way. Lord, as we work in this world, I pray you keep us uh, direct us, let us be lights, shining bright for the master. I pray, Lord, if you give us opportunity, may we share the gospel with somebody. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you, and uh, I pray and hope you have a great rest of the week. May the Lord bless you. Amen.